podcast. I'm your host, Eric Patterson. Alongside me is the man, the myth, the legend, the Cali surfer boy turned distinguished Southern gentleman, Kyle Malden. <laughs> how you doing, man? I'm I'm fantastic. How how are you doing? Yeah, doing good. Um, it's been it's been too long since we had you on. It has, yeah. I went on I went on a a little side quest. Little hiatus. Yeah. Called life. It is it is fantastic to be yes. back. I, I I literally could not be happier. <laughs> I was gonna say you got a twisted tea and some jack honey. It sounds great. I did, yeah. yeah. Um well, you you mentioned on, on previously on the shows, I, yeah. I would always have my jack honey, and, you would. and I figured, uh, you know, why why not both? It's been so long. I, I have I have some catching up to do. <laughs> yeah, it's a great way to put it. I, uh, as per usual, have an iced coffee, so we are on par with <laughs> with everything here. Um, yeah, I guess so. For if you're if you've just started listening in the past, I guess year and a half or so, um, me and Kyle have a shit ton of episodes um uh you know far back is god it was 2017 i guess uh 2016 2016 when we started yeah wow um oh maybe it was 2017 yeah it was it was somewhere in there somewhere in there i yeah i think it was kind of on the border um so yeah we have a ton of episodes um definitely go back and listen to those uh it's quality quality content Early Trump administration. Early, early Trump administration. <laughs> that's exactly, that's a great way to put it. Uh, we, yeah, there's a Trump conspiracy podcast, I think, in there somewhere. <laughs> but um, I think just before we get into uh, talking about Dogman Conference, I think my most memorable episode was when was when we were talking about um, that woman, uh, Alexandra David Neal, who was like in the Himalayas. And she had like run out of food to eat, and somehow, I, somehow, I think I made a joke about assless chaps. Uh, be, she, because she was eating, she was eating leather. She, so yeah, she, she did not starve. Um, and you said something along the lines of, "I hope she didn't wear her assless chaps," or like <laughs> she ended up with assless assless chaps that day or something. Yeah, you're right. Your boy, uh, your boy. I think your boy Nick was was hanging out, listening or uh, doing it with us, and he was in the corner just dying. Oh yeah, that was a good one. Um, but uh, we have a lot of great ones. I think yeah. about the the um, did the the like the ghost of the of the Caribbean. Um, oh yeah, yeah. Some ghosts of the Caribbean, some Halloween ones. We did the um, oh man, I'm, the Mothman. Ooh, yep, we did definitely. Yeah, we did. Uh, the, anyway, we have some winners. We have some winners. Yeah, yeah, we've um, we've covered a lot. Um, yeah, man. So, uh, I, as Kyle is aware, I went to the Dogman Conference, uh, Dogman slash Cryptid Conference this past weekend. Um, me and um, me and my buddy Sandman did a podcast in the hotel room at the conference. That was pretty fun. Um, and so this is just uh, you know, a little summary of what we uh, what we encountered and Kyle is basically here to uh, you know, to act as a uh, as a bounce off uh, co host to uh, to kinda go through what we did. And I know he is more than excited to to hear what we what we saw. Eric, for for those of you, yeah, I'm, I'm acting as live studio audience. Yes. Um, for those of you uh, who might not know, what is the Dog Man? That is a that's a great question, Kyle. The Dog Man is um, actually I think we've covered. Uh, you, we did a Dog Man episode. Um, do you remember that book I had from that woman, Linda Godfrey? I do. Yeah, uh, North American Dog Man, or I can't remember the full title, but yeah. So, Dogman is an upright canid, uh, humanoid, um, that lives in wooded areas, if you will, um, a lot, a lot in the Midwest, um, Wisconsin is a huge area, down through Ohio, but, um, he's been seen in, um, even in, like, Alabama and Texas, 
So, but the describing features are, you know, the long snout like a dog and the arms, uh, long arms, and then the broad chest. Yeah. And, um... Similar to a werewolf, but uh, not not quite the same thing. Not quite the mm-hmm. same thing. Just a bit different. Um, and so, so what we're gonna do uh, is really just kind of run through how the conference went, um, and I'll tell some stories. Um, so basically, the it started well. Let me put it, let me let me start it. Let me start it from the very beginning. So <laughs> so we pull into our hotel. Hotel's right. Hotel's like uh, it's it was more of a motel. More more of a motel in Paris, Tennessee. Let's put it that way. <laughs> so more of a motel type thing and uh, the quality in is what it was. So, you know. Oh, quality yeah. in and sweet. Yes, exactly. So we pull in um you know, getting our things out of our car. This dude comes walking out of his hotel room on the bottom floor. <clears throat> He's wearing a shoulder holster with two pistols slotted, you know, one on each side. All black. Just wearing all black, like jeans or something, long black shirt. So I look at I look at I look at my buddy Sandman and we're just like, okay. Like that's 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 where we're starting. Um so, you know, we walk in, you know, there's people just hanging out, um, but we get in our hotel room to everything. Um, went to this place called Prater's Taters in Paris, Tennessee, if you're ever in the area. It's big tater, they split it in half and just, you know, toppings on top. It was delicious. Great restaurant. Then we saw the Eiffel Tower, obviously, because you're in Paris. I was going to say, I, yeah. I, that's like the main attraction in Paris, Tennessee, uh, Tom, uh, Tom Segura has a bit about the Eiffel Tower in Paris, Tennessee. Oh, yeah. Uh, and there were, at this Eiffel Tower, there were two Mormon guys trying to evangelize people. So, On a scale of 1 to 10, how would you consider yourself evangelized from that experience? <laughs> is, there an, is, it just, is there a negative, or is there like a... <laughs> No, we didn't. We didn't interact with them. We just saw them pouring up, pulling up, and I was like, "Wow, those!" Because they were wearing the typical white, you know, white, sure. white short sleeve button down. Um, hell of a look, honestly. Uh, black pants, but yeah. And then, um, and then, so the day of the conference, uh, you know, we get there. There's a line, which I didn't expect. It was it was honestly a, a big turnout. Um, and we pull up um again i mean there were some i felt very normal and you know so i feel like sometimes getting into these deep topics i don't feel as normal as everyone else but you know i felt pretty normal at this at the conference um there were there were some there were some people that uh you know had not been let's just say had not been to Nashville in a while. <laughs> it was no, it was your typical like uh it was your typical there were a lot of blue collar blue collar individuals. Um sure. and uh, it was a good time. Uh how many how many people you said more people than you expected? How many people would you say attended? Yeah, they were close to, I would say they were close to three to four hundred. Wow. Yeah, it's a big turnout. It's a big turnout. Um there were some really good speakers. So, the first speaker, or the guy who did the opening remarks, his name's King Gerhard. Um, big name in the field. He goes by King. He goes by Ken. Sorry, Ken. Oh, Ken. Yeah. Ken. Oh, man. <laughs> Do you thought I said King? Okay. Uh-huh. <laughs> yeah, that would be pretty badass. But no, Ken. Yeah, and he's a, he's a he's a big name in the field of uh, cryptozoology. Um, and so he gets some opening remarks. Um, first guy, which. Kyle, you might find it interesting. He gave a talk about how, like, Dogman is, um, or he gave, I should say this, he gave a talk about Dogman and its relation to, like, Native American cultures. Mm-hmm. And so, like, there were Midwestern, like, pre Columbian cultures that buried their dead 
with like a wolf skull on their face and then had them in like had them like had their dead like draped in like a wolf pelt it's pretty badass yeah i mean could you imagine opening up a tomb and just like there's just like a giant wolf skull staring at you close it right back up close it shut that (laughs) shut that right back uh actually that just reminded me something someone asked me the other day who's a better treasure hunter um, Indiana Jones or um, the guy from National Treasure? Um, treasure Hunter? I'm going to have to go Nick Cage. Yeah. Just because his the treasure that he found was bigger. However, well, I feel like, uh, however, <laughs> Indiana Jones did it way more difficult. Uh, harder because yeah. there was no like technology. Exactly. Like, he, as far as resources go, he was way less funded than Nicholas Cage was in, in National. And dude, in National Treasure, they have like helicopters. And yeah. Out in Antarctica, yeah. Indiana Jones had a had a island hopper plane and a whip. The whip. Yep. I know. He. Yeah, I. I completely agree with that. I. I. I went with. Um. I went with Nick Cage as well, but. I think I have more respect for Indiana Jones. I do, I do yeah. as well. Yeah, yeah. Um, so yeah. Anyway, they so they had the um, <laughs> <laughs> this is a bit of a side tangent. Uh, they had so he talked about that. He talked about how like um, the Norse mythology has like the berserker, which were like warriors that used to drape themselves and again in like a wolf pelt, close to like Vikings. Exactly, like a berserker. Yep. Yep. Um, and he talked about um, a couple South American cultures, I believe, but just like drew the connections between all these different cultures all over the world, revering like the wolf, and even in burial uh, like ceremonies, like crossing over into the other realm, if you will. So um, that was really interesting. Um, <clears throat> and then the next guy. Um, there's a guy named D.A. Roberts, and he, so he's an author, and he writes this mix of, like, his books sound really interesting. He writes a mix of, like, cryptozoology, but, like, brings it into, like, real life. So he'll, like, research, like, paranormal topics, but write a fictionalized, like, story. Um, but he had a dogman encounter in The Land Between the Lakes, um, which... I gotta be honest. I had no idea. I knew it was there, but it. I didn't know it's like big relevance uh, mm-hmm. to the topic. And I know I sent you a couple articles about about that area, but um, but yeah, it was uh, it was it was very interesting to me because I I feel like I've always gone to like East Tennessee, you know. Yeah. But Clarksville and West Tennessee is like, I mean, a whole other part of the state. Yeah, it really, it really is, um, and I feel like it's easy to gravitate towards East Tennessee because that's where like the mountains are. Yeah, um, obviously, like more terrain. Um, I feel like if we would have known about this before, we would have taken a, a little trip north because the, the border from from Nashville to to Kentucky is an hour. Oh yeah, yeah, it's very short. Yep. Well, and it's and the land between the lakes is beautiful. I mean, the lake there is freaking massive. It's huge. Like the bridge that connects, um, like the main drag. I can't remember what road it is, but I mean, it's a massive bridge. Um, and anyway, this guy D. A. Roberts, um, he was driving down some back road within the land between the lakes, and he was with another guy, and they basically. We're just you know driving and they were they were obviously looking for dogman and they were um they were driving down and like out of the window the, the, he sees this thing like leaning up against a tree like literally with its arm like out like just like posing on the tree and he I believe he said he saw its like eye shine you know like the redness that comes mm-hmm. um, and. He, uh, he like took a double take and then was like staring at it for five seconds. And then it realized that he was looking at it and kind of just darted away. And they tried to like, 
they they found imprints in the leaves of like something was standing there, but they weren't able to like capture anything on camera. <clears throat> he said he had yeah. his he said he had his phone out like ready to take a picture of something, but when this happened, it like didn't even cross his mind to like. Oh, I'm sure you. I'm picture. sure you're just stunned. Yeah. Yeah. Just completely shocked. I just looked it up. It's, it's a 90 minute drive from Nashville to like Cadiz. I believe it's pronounced Cadiz. Cadiz, okay. Uh, Kentucky. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's, it's, it's like a 90 minute drive. Yeah, it's so short. Well, Clarks, Clarksville is like only like 35 miles. Yeah. Yeah, it's really it's, short. It's super short. I used to drive 30 miles, 35 miles to high school <laughs> in Los Angeles in the same in the same. <laughs> Godforsaken city. Dude, you know, I was thinking about that the other day when I was driving on, I was had to drive on 65 during like rush hour and I was like, why am I upset right now? Like, I have a very good friend of mine <laughs> who used to drive in LA traffic to high school. Yeah. Dude, if we would have known about this when, when we lived in Nashville, we probably would have gone camping. I know, right? There. We, we would have like had our own I mean, this would have been way less dangerous than going into the Church of Scientology. <laughs> that that is that is a good point. <laughs> Which is also a reference to a past episode Eric yes. and I did. Yes. Go into the Church of Scientology and take personality tests. Yeah, um, they uh, they guilted me into buying a book that I probably still have somewhere. <laughs> <laughs> that that purchase saved our lives. That that that's what that's what they. Uh, they were like, "Oh, you bought something nice. Now you and your friends can leave." <laughs> yeah, they 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 didn't throw us in the dungeon. Uh, no, they, I don't. They dude, There were four of us because I think Ellie and Abigail were with us, and they they were not going to let us leave without spending some money. Oh, it was wild. Yeah. It, to this to this day, that's another great episode. To this day, like I I think about I think about that experience a lot. And when we when we uh, got our tarot cards read. Also oh, dude, yeah, that was a good one. I was I was thinking about that guy the other day. Wonder if he's still doing. Wonder if he's still doing dude, it. I, did you get? Did, I don't know. I didn't get the. Uh, did you get the email from him? <laughs> no, I didn't. Oh, I got I got it. He sent me. It wasn't like a personal. No, email. yeah, just a blast. <laughs> just a blast email. Yeah. Anyway. Nice. Yeah, that was that was a those those were those were two very good. Not the second one. The tarot card was a good experience. Scientology, not so much. Um, um, back yeah. to your back to your point though, yeah. like even even if you're looking to, to capture something like that, you're never ready. Like even if your phone's up, like if you see something that like remarkable or like stunning, the the first instinct is not oh like let me grab my phone. It's like oh like what like what is actually like going on? Like what am I actually seeing? Exactly. Yeah, I, I, that's a great point. And it just popped in my head, like even when you're if even when you're like driving on like the roads and you like see a deer like cross the road, that's that probably takes like three seconds for the deer to run across the road, and like this, he said this uh, thing was only like five seconds. I mean, like you said, you're not you're too focused on something crazy like happening that you were not expecting. You're not gonna capture. Mm-hmm. Something like that on camera, yeah. No, it it almost, it almost makes you think like if if that happened, it's like oh, that's like I would almost write that off as like less less authentic. If you were to capture the picture, right? If someone's like, oh, I saw this thing, it was flashed before my two seconds, and I grabbed my phone and like yeah, recorded a video. Like if if any any time you see something that like stunning or like something that would send like chills down your spine or like make your hair stand up yeah. you, you're you're like fight or flight you're yeah. not like oh let me it, even in 2022 you're not like oh let me record this on my phone i know i know i agree with you that's yeah that's a great point um so yeah that was that was that was really uh that was really his his talk um and then yeah, so then then there was like a break, and then then the guy from um, uh, from Par- so Paranormal Roundtable are the guys that put on this conference, and they're big on YouTube. Um, I haven't watched any of their stuff, but I've heard it's very very interesting. So um, Paranormal Roundtable, and so this guy Josh Turner, who is like the head of Paranormal Roundtable, 
he came up and um, kind of got on, kind of just like got on some crazy tangents. He talked about um, <laughs> he talked about this guy he knew um, in I guess somewhere in Texas uh, who works at some large technology campus, like some technology company's campus, and he was saying that he was in um, he was in the elevator with one of the you know, officers of the company or whatever. And um, he said this guy's face started to turn into a reptilian. And, and uh, yeah, and we, I, was, I was sitting next to uh, Sandman, and he, I just looked at him, and we were like, hold on, hold on, wait, 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 wait. What? He said this just in, like, passing, just like, well, he, he was, yeah, he was, I think he was just trying to, like, burn some time and just kind of, like, got into some stories. Previously, he was talking about Dogman, and at some point, he just transitioned over to, uh, it's over to just some wild conspiracy stuff. I mean, I'm, I'm all, I'm all here for the conspiracy stuff. I don't necessarily believe it, but I will, I will listen to people spew, uh, their stories. Yeah. Yeah. Hit me with it all day. Hit me with it all day, exactly. <laughs> um, he did get into a little bit about, um, about like, uh, what Dogman is like, what it actually is. Because I was like, stories are great and stuff, and people seeing stuff is awesome. And, you know, they have their encounters and whatnot. But, like, what's what are the purpose? Like, if people are seeing something and there's something actually out there, what is the purpose of this of the being, right? Because, like, I mean, you can argue what humanity's purpose is or, like, what an individual's purpose in life is, but uh, I just was like, I don't hear, like, what are they? Like, where do they come from? And he started talking, he, again, went into some conspiracy stuff about, like, uh, ancient Sumeria and um, this, like, master race, the Anunnaki, creating these... Creating these things to like watch over humanity and basically be like our guardians, but in a sense of like they're larger than us and we're like a slave race. Yeah, I would say they're doing a poor job. <laughs> I would say uh, I would quite the revolt. <laughs> yeah, I would say uh, they need to uh, they need to start doing something real fast. <laughs> Yeah, they've they've lost the handle on this for for quite some time. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And I was like, where were you when anything literally happened? <laughs> yeah. Um. But so that yeah, I was, and I mean that's such a deep topic. I won't even start to talk about that. But he start, he got into some stuff about that, and um. So that was kind of like a break from you know the main the main group, and then um. Then my favorite presentation came up, and it was about this this guy named Lyle Blackburn, and he started talking about this experience in Arkansas, like on the Arkansas Texas border. It's like deep swampland. I don't I don't I don't know. It's like right, yeah. It's like right on the border. If you were to just like drive across southern Arkansas and hit Texas, <laughs> dude. There's there's a there's a place on the border of Texas and Arkansas called Texarkana. No, no, that so this place, <laughs> where, place. yeah, they, it's like no, the encounter happened like forty-five minutes away from this uh, Texarkana city. Yeah, I mean, so and he pulled up pictures, um, and it's, I mean, it's just like deep, deep swampland, and um, nothing, nothing's out there. There's, not, there's a reason, yeah, yeah, nothing's yeah, out there. Exactly, nothing's out there. It's the Beast of Boggy Creek, um, and there was a movie made in 1972. It was like a documentary about it. In 1972, this documentary was the eighth most grossing film of 1972. I mean, that's I mean, you would never see that today. Yeah, I mean, that's that's unheard of. So this, he talked about the film a lot and how it was like super groundbreaking. Um, which I mean, to to put those numbers up, um, it definitely was. Uh, I've de I've not seen it yet, um, but apparently, you know. In today's standards, it sucks, but if you look at it from the 1972 standards, it was, like, pretty incredible. Um, first, yeah. It was, like, a first-time filmmaker, and the people reenacting the scenes are actually the people who went through it, through this experience, oh. yeah. The, I guess this creature, like, like 
actually almost broke into these people's houses and like one guy got like physically attacked and like had to be taken to the ER. Um, it's pretty, pretty, it was pretty intense, but um, so that was my I mean, favorite. To put it, yeah, to put it in perspective, 1972 to today, 50 years. That was 50 years ago, yeah. That, that, that documentary, that documentary is, is, or that movie is, is yeah. 50 years old. Man, that's nuts. Yeah. Um, yeah, and the, the, reason, the reason it was my favorite is because it was just like, you could tell this guy had given this presentation before, but like, it was like, the, you know, the slides matched up to everything he was saying, like, great pictures, clear, yeah, all the, uh, you know, all the things you need in a good in a good presentation. So that was really fun. Um, and then I know I've talked about him before, but Kyle, do you remember the name Nick Redfern? Uh, I do not. Okay, uh, he he writes a lot for Mysterious Universe, and so you've probably at least read some of his articles, you know, in the past. Mysterious Mysterious Universe is great. Yeah, yeah, great great stuff on Mysterious Universe website. But he's a big writer for Mysterious Universe, and he writes a lot of books. So his his presentation was up next. And it was of this uh, this case called the Defiance Werewolf. I believe it was in Texas. Um, and love Nick Redfern, love his stuff, but it was not it was not the greatest presentation. Uh, he looked he looked really tired. Um, and I know the dude pumps out a lot of articles and a lot of books. He sold out all his books at the conference. <laughs> So everything he brought, he could do, do completely sold out. And it was like halfway through the conference that he sold out all his books. So um, I, I was going to say Mysterious Universe, I feel like, is a, is a bigger name to come to Paris, Tennessee. And I know well, they're, so they're, it not, wasn't, they're not American, are they? No, no, no. And Mysterious Universe wasn't there, but Nick is – and he, I think he writes for some other publications, but he's – Oh, he just uh – -huh. He's just one of their, like, top writers. Yeah, so, um, and then, and then Sandman, he is a big fan of Nick Redford, and so he had one of his first books that Nick, that Nick wrote, and he asked Nick to sign it for him, and he was like, hey man, I'll, I'll like, I'll, I'll give you some money, so he, like, said this to Nick, he's like, hey, I'll, I got, like, 10 or 20 bucks, like, if you want, I know this isn't what you usually do here. And I guess Nick just kind of like stared at him and like didn't understand like what he was trying to say. And so then he ends up signing his book, um, and he spelled his name, he spelled his actual name wrong in the book. Wait, Nick spelled his own name wrong. No, Nick spelled Nick spelled oh, Sandman's, name. Sandman's name wrong, and it was just kind of like it was kinda one of those interactions where you walk away and you're like. I don't really know what just happened. Like, I thought we were good, but I guess we're not. Uh -huh. Yeah, you know, it was it was just kind of very awkward. So, um, that was that was a weird encounter. Um, and you know, honestly, after after the first half, it, it kind of got it kind of got a little boring. Um, there was only one real, like, encounter story from the second half that was pretty crazy. So, this one guy, uh, who was featured in a recent documentary, um, from Small Town Monsters called, uh, American Werewolf, or Werewolves, American Werewolf, I think. Uh, so he, this guy was turkey hunting with his buddy, classic Tennessee thing. I was say turkey hunting. Very yeah, fun. Very fun. Um, so he was turkey hunting, turkey hunting with his buddy in the LBL, and this was in '93. Um, and he, so you know, they're out at camp. They split up for the day. Long story short, they didn't really find anything. Uh, couldn't really hunt. Not many turkeys. <clears throat> and so, similar to my uh, turkey hunting experience. Yeah, yeah, that's right. You were just hanging out all day, right? <laughs> well, yeah, I don't, I, have a, I don't have a gun license, so. Oh, yeah, yeah. That's true. Um, no shotgun license. Yeah. Uh, but, so, that yeah, they're, they're at their, they're at their, or they're walking back to camp. You know, they're, they're in separate locations, but he's walking back. And then all of a sudden, this, um, this thing is just like, he catches it in his, in his peripheral, and this thing is just like tailing him. 
like as he's like trying to go back to camp and he says it's just like it's he said it like wasn't really walking it was kind of like sort of like bounding like you know like taking really big steps was it on was it on two feet or four uh he didn't really specify okay. um he just said it was he just said it was um you know bouncing sort mm-hmm. of and um and so that's happening for that happens for quite a while, and then he starts to hear, hear this like metallic sound, it's like some sort of metal sound, and um, and he said it like starts to get really intense. Like he keeps hearing this metallic sound, this thing still tailing him as he's walking back to camp, and he's just getting like really anxious. And so he gets back to camp, and his buddy is just like freaked out, like. He so turns out his buddy had been trying to set up like a turkey blind all day, and like every time he would set something up, he would get like shit thrown at him, and he couldn't find out where it was coming from. <laughs> Don't like that. And at this Don't point, like at, at, at this point, I'm I'm like amazed that they're that they were still in the woods. Like, what happens oh, next is even crazier. But I, I was like, how have y'all not just like packed it up like it, clearly it's not worth it so to me one time and i'm out of there oh yeah dude. maybe maybe twice first time i'm like <laughs> that's weird i don't know that is that happens twice and i'm like my day my turkey day hunting is over yeah i don't care what time it is uh, <laughs> it's like maybe an egg i'm <laughs> packing up hey turkeys you win today peace uh i'm i am deuces i'm out of here yeah we're gone it's like, you know, maybe maybe it was an acorn. Maybe an acorn fell on my head or something. Like, you know, that happens three, two, three times. You're like, I don't think so. We're good. We're good. Um, so, yeah, this thing is still following this guy as he gets back to camp. And so they sit down around the fire and um, something starts. So they were, I guess they were backed up to like a, to like a cliff, like a small cliff area. And something starts throwing stuff off the cliff at him. And after a while, like, this a boulder comes off of the cliff, like, thrown in their direction. And it, like, lands in between them near the fire. And they, like, both jump up, grab their guns. And then this guy hears this huge growl, like, deep, like, guttural growl. And he said it, like, paralyzes him. He said he like literally cannot move, and um, he said it's like one to two minutes at this point, and then as he's still paralyzed, this thing that had been following him was a dog man, and he said it got like really close to his face, like probably six feet from him. Um, and so <laughs> now I'm like, whoa. The crazy thing was this guy was like, as he was telling the story, he was... Um, Dude had clearly experienced something, cause he was like he was like starting to like get emotional, and he um, he said that when this thing got really close to him, he started to say like the Lord's prayer, and he felt like his senses start to recover, and this thing basically like started backing away and then just like disappeared from him. Wow. Yeah. So I was like, at that point, I was like, damn. So, like, because he thought of God or whatever, Jesus or whatever, like, it somehow, like, transferred, like, the power. Like, he was able to have, like, dominion over this. And I was just like, I'm still very confused about the whole thing, but I'm like, that's really strange. Yeah, kind of, honestly, is kind of uh, a... A funny shout out or correlation, but uh, like in Harry Potter, when like Harry's like shield that is around him, like that Voldemort like can't touch him because yeah. of his mom's like love to protect him. Exactly. Sounds very similar. Yeah, no, I agree with you. It does, and I'm sure. Um, I'm sure. Um, I'm sure. What's her face writing the book was. Um, was clearly playing off that, you know, that good versus evil type of, mm-hmm. I mean, there's JK. all the, JK. JK Rowling. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, and so that was, that was pretty much it. The only other thing that happened to these guys is as they were trying to get out of the park, 
They got in their car, and as they turned on their headlights, there were two Bigfoot, like, within, like, 100 feet of their car. Like, one was standing up, and one was, like, kneeling. And it was, like, in their headlights. Like, they could see them clearly. Um, and so, the interesting thing about this guy's encounter um, is that it's one of the rare ones where there are, like, two different... Two different creatures. I, I was just about to say it's, it's a it's a pretty incredible uh, experience to to have both. Except one is sounds terrifying, and the other, like by the time you see the Bigfoot, like you are just trying to get out of there exactly as yeah. soon as possible. Yeah, yeah, agreed. Um, it, yeah, and I think that's pretty sure that's why the guy was here or at the conference because it is so out of the norm. Um, there were also there also um, in the in the LBL. There's these weird um, there's these weird concrete like it, they look like shelters, but they're not. It, it looks like um, it's like this big square, and it looks like you should be able to like walk into it and go somewhere, but like they're not. Like it doesn't lead anywhere. Mm-hmm. Really, really odd. Really odd. They showed pictures of that. Um, so, needless to say, whether you believe the encounters or not, it's it. It is a weird area. Um, like some something is happening, and then um, those. Well, I sent you the article about that supposed or that that family that got killed. That was pretty weird. Yeah, yeah. It it was. I um. Yeah, I did some some independent reading on that. Uh, I didn't realize that I've actually been to the land of the lake. Oh, really? Um, I've driven through, and I've actually had my own weird experience up there. <laughs> did you really? Um, so it turns out Murray, Kentucky, where Murray State is, yeah, you have to you have to drive basically over the lake and yeah. like through the land of the lake. Um, I can get into it now or, or not. No, no, you got it. I, I'm, I'm a little tired of talking, to be honest. <laughs> basically, so basically, uh, I'm going to Murray State, watch some, watch some good old-fashioned college sports. Um, I, I had been, uh, I think, like two or three times like that week, and I was like, cool, don't need the GPS, don't need to run up the data like I know how to get home. Fast forward, I did not know how to get home. So I end up I end up lost outside of Murray, Kentucky. Damn, um, dude, no no street lights, like just my headlights, no cell service because it is, dude, it is the sticks. It like is. you are out there. Yep. And something in flew in front of my car. A a bird. I think it was a bird. It was something so big that I swerved and almost crashed my car. No I, shit. I, yeah, dude, this was like twenty, like fifteen. Wow! I, I I swerved into the other lane and almost crashed my car. Um, it was like it was like pitch black. It was just me and this other thing, and I, uh, dude, it was very scary. Wow! It, it, it was like it was it was very very scary. I remember, um, uh, I basically I pulled over because I didn't know where I was. Like I'd almost crashed my car. Um, I ended up driving for a little bit. So I was like, I don't know what the hell that was. Like something definitely just darted in front of my windshield. That was, I would say probably four feet. Like it was, it was massive. Wow. Um, yeah, I, I don't know how else to describe it, but besides like huge and it was dark and it was like, it was very, very scary. I ended up pulling over it uh, at a place that I had cell service to like basically put in like Nashville, like please take <laughs> Get me, me out of here. Um, but I remember, dude, like sweating, like in my car, like I, I was just like I, I don't know what I just saw, but I, I was like very rattled. Yeah, no, I mean, dude, I, I would be too. That's crazy. Wow. Yeah. It was, it was something that when it flew across the windshield, like all I saw was was black like there was no like 
road ahead of me. I couldn't see like my own headlights. Like it was, so it, it took up like the entire windshield. Yeah, it took up your field of view. Wow, that's crazy, man. Yeah, I never, I never know you had that. That's that is wild. Um, who? Yeah, I mean, it was it was very scary. It was it was just me. I'm not I'm not sure. Like, it's one of those things that I didn't even know if it was worth like ever repeating. Cause yeah, it was like me in the middle of nowhere, Kentucky. Yeah, and it was just like I don't know what just happened, but I know that I absolutely hated it. Like I I was terrified. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Like, not only was I lost, I was like, I, whatever just happened, like, I feel very th- threatened. Yes. Yes. No, I can, I can imagine. I can imagine. Dude, being, yeah, there's something about, it's so crazy, being by yourself in the dark is just, it's terrifying. It is absolutely it. terrifying. I, I mean, yeah, I, 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 even like I hate walking around like when you get up at night. I cannot wait to fucking find that light and turn that shit on immediately. We we talked about this before. Like, we have. I I I think I will forever be afraid of 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 the dark. Not yeah. necessarily the dark. Fine with the dark, but like, dude, what is in the dark? What goes bump in the night? Yeah, it's always up here. You know. <laughs> And well, the crazy thing is, even if it's nothing, it still freaks you out. Nothing might be worse. No, it, it, yeah, it probably is. I would say ninety percent of the time, it definitely is. It's like, yeah, like that creak in the floorboard, or just because it's like, I don't know, it's, it's like fucking old wood or whatever. It's like, but you don't know what it is. You have no idea what it is, and that's that's the shit that creeps you out. Speaking of old wood, the the house that that we that we just got. It's a. Uh, it's like ninety eight years old. Wow. Um, it, it's great. We yeah. have it hardwood though throughout. Dude, some of the flooring like we think is original. Like wow. it is. Talk about things that could go creak in the night. <laughs> Good thing is no one's creeping up on you. <laughs> not not that we know of. Not that we know of exactly. Um, yeah. Well. Uh, Grace, Grayson's parents had um, they had they had basically a house that was like from the Civil War. Oh. Like their their house before they lived in the one that they had before, and I've been there a couple times. It's the only reason I'm talking about it. Um, they the one they had before they live in now. It was like, yeah, Civil War build. It was one of the few places that what's his face didn't burn down in Atlanta. Sherman, yeah, yeah. that Sherman didn't burn down. I guess he had relatives or something. There's some story behind it, but. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So See, that's 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 crazy. Yeah, I, I yeah, man. That that's a that's a place that I I have I have no. It was it was so scarring. Like I I would I would never do it. I I never did it again. But in fact, like I went back and I was just like, I'm not messing around. Like I'm just gonna put it my GPS. I'm gonna like. I mean, I didn't have unlimited data in 2015, yeah, but I true. was like, I, I don't, I don't care. Like it is, it is not worth having that experience again. No, no, it's not. It's not. Yeah, it's it's not worth that. I can clearly tell that something something flew in front of your window. What it is, I don't know. Whether it was just some fucking huge ass bird, I have no idea. Whether it was something weirder, I mean, I don't think you or I will ever know. Um. But yeah, it's it's not it's not worth that, and it's not uh, it's not worth being lost either. <laughs> no, yeah. no, it wasn't, and it was it, dude. It was a road where there were like no houses around. Yeah, it was just like two lane road, woods on both sides. The only lights were my headlights. Yeah, man, and I there's only a couple things I could say like I hated, like I I hated that. Yeah. That was that was zero zero fun. Yep. I can understand that. I did not I did not have an experience like that, but I did have a driving experience where I went to visit my girlfriend uh in North Carolina and she I had to I had to drive on the Blue Ridge Parkway and it was insanely foggy. Like I couldn't see more than fifteen feet in front of me. 
And the Blue Ridge Parkway is a bit treacherous. Like, Oh, way treacherous. I was white-knuckling the steering wheel for probably like 45 minutes. <laughs> I think I gave myself arthritis just from driving. <laughs> um, but it was... I mean, it was fucking scary. I, I this the the fog was so dense, and yeah, it was just I, I driving driving experiences can be can be very scary. We recently did a story on like truckers, like how long haul truckers and like shit that they've gone through. And I mean, not all of it was was weird shit. It was just like, um. That's just driving. There's something about driving that uh, I don't know. It's just some. So there's a lot of odd things um, that that people encounter. So yeah, yeah. I didn't mean to go on a, a, a mega tangent. No, you're good, you were, dog. You were talking about um, the the family and uh, yeah that got that got killed in uh, I think it was the eighties. I it, read. Yes, I believe so. I'm going to pull it up here real quick. <clears throat> yeah, I guess it was the mid-80s. Um, it sounded like they were camping. Yeah, they had. A, I think they had an RV. Um, it says, let's see here. This is from a Reddit, <laughs> from a Reddit article, so bear with That's me. That's how you know it's legit. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, they were in line between the lakes. Um, says the family went a little early to get ahead of the crowd, pick out a great camping spot. According to what's been said, they, for one reason or another, um, they were basically accosted by a dog man that was not happy to see them. Um, the story goes is that it just like attacked and killed the father and got the son before he could reach the camper. The mother got attacked... And officials allegedly said, due to the aftermath, the state of her body, and just how torn up everything was, she must have put up a huge fight. So, I mean, you can only wonder what that looked like. Um, There were, like, little, I guess there were girls' clothes among the possessions. Uh, They couldn't immediately locate the body. Uh, They did end up finding the young girl's body that was partially eaten. And it was up in a tree. So <laughs> that uh, that is terrible. That's that's a scary story for you. Damn. Yeah. Um. Yeah. I mean, I mean, obviously, one of the things is it's hard to verify. Um, they did talk about this at the conference, um, and they talked about how many people had gone missing since the eighties, and I think they had said like eighteen people had gone missing in Land Between the Lakes. Wow. Yeah. Um, Dude, I read a I read a, a blog post from the um, <laughs> the radio station up there. Mm. Um, ab- about it, so this was, this was posted in, in twenty eighteen, and and basically they the the, the it, it kind of reads like a blog post. Yeah. The guy says that he's he's skeptical all this stuff and, and like he digs more into it but there he basically says there's like well recorded sightings from when the French were trying to settle Kentucky and t- Tennessee yeah. area yeah. all the way up until so the article was written in 2018 all the way up until 2017 like Labor Day so basically like a year you know what was that like two yeah. three hundred yeah. years of of repeated sightings of this of this animal that that came up at the conference as well i just you saying it uh jogged my memory so it wasn't in they didn't discuss the old accounts in detail but they did talk about it yep the french fur trappers yeah 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 um um yeah i I thought i thought that was really interesting that even like the local uh I don't know, like the whole local radio station even even has a has a blog post about it, mm. and they actually have a, a YouTube video. Um, it said this person or uh, the the person recorded the howls of the bees, which can be heard at the following link, and they compare the howls of of 
what whatever they recorded and tried to match it to you know dog wolf coyote whatever i don't know if coyotes are in tennessee we have coyotes out west yeah humble brag coyotes Sick, right? <laughs> coyotes. <laughs> coyotes um but anyway it didn't, it didn't match to, mm-hmm. to any like standard um howl mm-hmm. that 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 was like previously recorded mm. which I, I thought i thought was interesting that is very interesting um yeah i was not familiar with that um it's i mean yeah it, dude the more the more stories i hear it's there's there's some something is something is out there i don't know i mean this this the the story i just told you that guy really he really swayed me it was um I mean, yeah, the dude. I mean, he at, towards the very end, he he had to take he, he had to take pauses because he was like he was worked up about it, and so he, he had some sort of trauma um, from whatever he experienced out there. So, um, and then I don't know if you know this, but um, uh, Roosevelt, um, Teddy Roosevelt. I would say Teddy or yeah, sorry, <laughs> yeah, Teddy Roosevelt, yeah, <laughs> Teddy, Ted. Um, <laughs> first name basis. First name. We'll go. We'll go. We'll go, we'll go with Ted for right now. Um, Ted. He created the national parks system, and word on the street is that when he was young and he was out west. He had a very, very close encounter with Sasquatch. <clears throat> and people say that he created the national park system to warden off certain parts of the U.S. that had these creatures in them so that people would not go there because of how insane and intense his experience was. That is. It, well, it's a fact that he created the national park system, but the conspiracy is that he did that because of Sasquatch. Uh, when I, I I just typed into Google uh, Teddy Roosevelt Sasquatch, and the first thing that came up was Teddy Roosevelt Sasquatch Hunter. Yeah. And it said uh, the bombing incident when Theodore Roosevelt yes. may have written about Bigfoot. Yes, that's it. That's it. Yeah, he had a. Wow, that, that's he, crazy. I know, I know. Yeah, he had that encounter, and it was something like he he used a different name or some something. He didn't include his like it didn't include it was actually that it was actually him. Mm-hmm. Uh, some something of that nature. It was like an alias or something. But but yeah, that's that's the story that he uh, basically is trying to cover up for whatever. And dude, people go missing like uh, people go missing in national parks like all the time. Dude, all the time. All the time, and um, it's not really reported, and there's not a lot of investigating. And this guy named David Polites, I may have mentioned him before. Um, he writes he writes books on uh, people who go missing in national parks, but he only writes about. Um, incidents that meet certain criteria and that are very strange like like stories where the tracking dogs cannot find any tracks of the people and even things where like the dogs will like sit down and not track anymore and one of the guys that spoke at the conference said that if a tracking dog does that something is not right he's like i have seen dogs do that and he said the situation was not not good well well do- dogs have the the same instinct i think as, as most animals do but as humans of, of self uh self-preservation mm-hmm. or it's like i don't i not to like pick on mice or like rats or anything yeah. but i i think they're maybe their brains or, or what, like, I think, I think every animal has an idea of self-preservation, but I think, I think dogs are, are unique as they're, they're bigger, um, smarter yep. animals. Yep. 
Um, so I, yeah, that is, um, like you said, for, for a dog like that, just to, uh, to quit <laughs> is, uh, yeah. is con- concerning. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Um, so that's really all I got about the conference. Um, I mean, overall it was really fun. Um, uh, hopefully I put another one on next year and, uh, you know, Kyle, the, the invite is always, uh, always out. Maybe we do a little bros trip to the Dogman conference next year. <laughs> yeah. I have a, I have a question about the conference. Was yeah. It, was it like speakers or was it like, uh, exhibits where you could like, or not exhibits, but yeah. I don't know where you could like walk around and like talk or was it like a mix of both? It it was it was mostly it was like seventy percent speakers and like thirty percent other stuff. There was like there was like merch tables and then the speakers had they each had their own tables where they were like selling their books. And um, I forgot to mention this: the North American Dogman Project was there, which is basically like um, they split the country into regions and they have like they report dogman sightings. Is pretty much what it is. So they were there as well. Um, and so, every, yeah, every speaker had their own kind of booth. Mm-hmm. Um, what's the what's the geographical, um, I guess, like boundary? Like, would you say for Dogman? So, from from the accounts that I've read, it's a lot in the Midwest. So, like Wisconsin down to Alabama, Texas, and then all the way over to like Pennsylvania. Um, yeah, I haven't there. I mean, they split the whole country up into regions, but I've not heard, I've not heard a lot farther West than like Arkansas. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So that's, that's kind of, once you get past Arkansas and into like Kentucky, Tennessee, or I guess once you get, uh, I guess that's not true because in Virginia you have woods too, but I feel like it's a different topography than you get in like Kentucky, Arkansas you know, Texas. Yeah, yeah, it definitely is. <clears throat> well, like, I mean, there are obviously lots, lots of woods in Tennessee, and, like, in Kentucky, there's... Kentucky's mostly forest. <laughs> yeah, like, there's... I mean, even driving up 65, like, everything around 65 is pretty much forest. And mm-hmm. then uh, eastern Kentucky's a lot of forest as well, so... I will say this, the I'm still skeptical about Dogman, but I will say the habitats do exist for something to just be hanging out in the woods. Oh yeah. I mean there's oh, so much so much uh, uninhabited parts of the US. I heard the other day that Maine is 90% forest. Oh, I dude, I don't, I don't think people realize like you when when people say like Canada, like eighty percent of Canada's population or ninety percent lives within a twenty mile of like twenty miles of the U.S. border. Yeah. Or, like you hear, you, same thing with Australia. It's yep. like ninety per ninety five percent of the population lives within fifteen miles of the ocean or yep. whatever. It's like the the same thing is about like the U.S. Like if you if you look at a map of the U.S. or like populous like states or counties or whatever between dude like once you once you get to like tennessee or like chicago or whatever until you get to like colorado it's like almost black like minus Texas. like yeah that whole middle area is is open no it is man Um, and then once you hit colorado you don't hit anything until you get to I mean, you have Vegas and, like, maybe Reno, if you want to. Reno's not, yeah. like, a major city. <laughs> yeah. Like, it's basically until you get to the coast of California, because even in California, there's still, like, there's a lot of desert. There's, <laughs> there's a, a lot, lot of desert. There's also, yeah, there's also a lot of woods in California. I mean, L.A. LA is so huge, but it's, it's, it's really not huge. Like, it's huge because there's a lot of people there. Same thing with New York. New York is huge because there's a lot of people. the The square mileage is, I mean, dense. Baby numbers, baby numbers. Yeah. 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 It's um. Yeah. It's. I mean. If you if, yeah. If you if you look, if you're not familiar, if you Google just like land between the lakes, 
and look at, like Eric said, super beautiful lakes, rivers, um, lots of trees, lots of woods, 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 lots of woods. Like, I mean, both it, are it true. Is, <laughs> it is, it is very nice. Like yeah. I imagine lots of wild animals, um, maybe some wilder animals. Maybe some, yeah, extra wild. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, you're you're so right. It was it was. I mean, it's a beautiful drive during the day. At night, not so much. Um, and but yeah, we had a good time overall. Um, again, great speakers uh, overall. I would I gave it a B plus, and so did Sandman. We gave it a B plus. So um, hopefully they have another one. Um, and. Uh, and we can go again. That'd be nice. There's a there's a cryptid. I guess it's called Cryptid Con. It's in Kentucky in November. So I mean, that 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 I think it's like a whole weekend. So that that would be wild. I don't think I'll be able to go to that one though. How long? How long was the the conference you went to? Yeah, so it la- it, it started at nine and it went all the way to technically eight. We only stayed till four. So it was just the day. It was just the one day, yeah, just Saturday, yeah. So, um, and it's cool. It's cool you won. Yeah, yeah. Glad I did it. Um, first one. Um, hopefully the guy with the uh, shoulder holsters will come back. I think I didn't get to talk to him, unfortunately. <laughs> you know, too many people. Yeah. You're like, hey, what's the going on here what's uh oh and yeah I, f- I forgot to tell you the other thing the other thing was that like there was a guy at the entrance with a like a metal detector wand that was like wanding everyone and then there were and he was not the only one carrying which i have, I have no problem with i'm just it was just kind of weird that there was a guy with a metal detector wand yet there were guys in, carrying indoors guns. carrying guns and i was like hold on like that's supposed to not yeah, I don't know. I don't know. I think it was. It was. I think it was just just one of those. You know, um, one of those things. They just need to have need to have some security, but I, which I understand. But I uh, I looked it up. This is what I, I was looking for. Yeah. Um, land between the lakes, three hundred miles of natural shoreline, wow. and the official area of land between the lakes, a hundred and. 70,000 acres of undeveloped forest, wetlands, and open land. Wow. See, that is that is exactly what I'm talking about. Und- it's all undeveloped. No one knows really what's, what's, up, what's out there. 170,000 acres. Yeah. Yeah, that's crazy. I mean... I, I can't like reference how much that is off the top of my head, but like, I mean, I wonder how much, wonder how much, wonder how many of the Smoky Mountains National Park is. How many, how many square acres is Rhode Island? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, would love to, would love to get a reference. Hmm. Oh man, Rhode Island is seven hundred thousand acres. <clears throat> yeah, so it's like it's like yeah. it's like it's like almost yeah, it's almost like one fifth the size of Rhode Island. Great Smoky Mountains National Park is just a little over five hundred thousand acres. So, it, it, yeah, yeah, it's a, it's a big state. It's a nas- it's a national park. Yeah. Like you said. Yep. Um, I, last, last thing. Yeah, yeah. Before, uh, it kind of seems like we're wrapping up. Yeah. Did, we, were you aware that there was a, a Beast of LDL movie? You know, I think they mentioned it, yeah. Yeah, when, when is it, when was it made? Um, Let's say. Let me see. I don't know. I'm on IDBM. Because it does sound familiar. Or IMDB. Yeah. Um, I was yeah I was doing some some own research on the on the stuff you sent over. Yeah. Uh, it doesn't say. I, um, 
Oh yeah, I'm looking yeah, at it right now. Yeah. I can't find it. It's but based it, on actual Kentucky folklore, the beast. It's a, uh, it's about between the lakes. Yeah, it's about the killing of that family. Yeah. 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 It just has a history of terrorizing land between the lakes area, uh, most known for an incident ha- happening in the eighties, uh, when it mauled the family to death while camping in the area. Wow. Yes, they, um, they did talk about it. It looks like yeah, it sounds like the movie goes into that because the main characters are, I think the the family, and then there's a, an FBI agent. So mm. I thought that I thought that was worth noting that there that is some, someone cared enough to make a <laughs> to make a, a, a film. No, yeah, they. And I'll end on this. The there were a lot of people there that had questions for the speakers about that incident. Oh yeah, it's yeah. for sure like the most notable. When I was when I was looking it up, it was like basically not a lot of details, but like widely known like folklore. Yeah, not a lot of like specific details, but it, it seemed like everyone kind of had their own uh, their own their, you know their their own uh, accounts of the story. Definitely, definitely. That's surrounded around like a lot of the same details <laughs> from what I read. A lot of the same uh, main points. Yeah, yeah, that's um. It is a it is it is weird. Like I said, the areas the area is a bit weird. That uh, that story is really weird, and people people were like concerned. <laughs> they they really were. The questions were very like concerning. Like how many people have gone missing? Like what are your thoughts about this? Like killing? Like so? But doesn't look like they've come to any conclusions. No. No, not yet, at least. Yeah, not yet. Well, um, I think that's about it, my my guy. Um, it was good to have you. Hang on, don't don't hang up on me after I uh, hit the stop the recording. Um, but it's good to see you, brother. And um, you know, maybe we will go to Dogman Conference next year. Who knows? Who knows what the future holds? Um, but, uh, but yeah, good to see you and glad to have you on. Great, great to be here. Yes. Um, thanks, guys, for listening. And um, you can follow us on World We Live Pod at Twitter and uh, follow us, uh, listen to us on Apple Podcasts, Google Play, Spotify, um, all the World We Live In podcasts. Also, follow us on Facebook at the World We Live In podcast. And um, yeah, be safe out there. Take care, and we'll talk to you next time.